ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Ben Holderness. We host the Holderness Family Podcast every Tuesday. You may know us from the silly videos that we make online. Or a book about marriage called Everybody Fights. Or as winners of season 33 of The Amazing Race. Still can't believe that happened. Listen, we do a lot of stuff, but our podcast is our most favorite thing. Yeah, because every week we get to sit down face-to-face, talk to each other about marriage, family, mental health, or just anything that we want to know more about. Sometimes we have expert interviews, sometimes it's just us, but our goal is to bring some joy and laughter into your life every week. Our other goal is that maybe you will learn something as well. Right. So search the Holderness Family Podcast and check out our most recent episodes. We have one about staying organized with creators of the Home Edit. And one about being diagnosed with ADHD as an adult. We hope you'll join us. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the cinema, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And uh, we're going to see a movie today. It's called The Batman. Not, oh, I, not Batman. I wasn't sure what the title was. Just in was. case there was a different, a particular Batman you thought it might have been. It's The Batman. This is The Batman, okay. It's the definitive Batman. And this is the one that we obviously heard a lot about a couple of years ago when like, Robert Pattinson was cast and everything. But I haven't really heard much about it since. Are you kidding me? Do you not go on the internet? I don't. What have you not heard about this movie? I don't get served this kind of stuff because I guess whatever algorithm knows I'm not interested in it. Um, so you don't know? What, what do you know then? You know Robert Pattinson is the Batman? Batman? Yeah. That's all you know? I think, and I know the Riddler's in it and I think that's probably all I need to know if I'm being honest. Um, I you're, hope on, you're on a need to know basis with the Batman. Because <laughs> there's been so many iterations of Batman and I, the more Batman is evolved, the less I've... Ever liked it? <laughs> it's the Batman to interest ratio that yeah, Kathy has. Yeah, like the first. The Bat- more Batman, the less interest. <laughs> like the first Batman movie, the Michael Keaton one, right? Love those movies. Then I was a big fan of the Val Kilmer and George Clooney movies. And then when the Dark Knight came around, but you like, were, we, we were what, like ten? Yeah, when but we I, I really liked cinema? them. Yeah, yeah. The Dark Knight came around, I was horrified. Um, well, Batman Begins happened first, technically. Or Batman Begins. All of those movies, I was yeah. horrified by. And then horrified by I mean clarify for the listeners what you I mean. I just didn't enjoy them. I was okay. like, what is this? This isn't what I'm here to see. This isn't the Batman I want. <laughs> and then obviously we both very much disliked the Joker and kind of how grim and hopeless that movie was. So Are and you then, for, aren't you forgetting something? Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice which we have an episode on we did wow you don't even remember yeah we did we did an episode on that you can scroll back and listen we also did the uh, Joker not the Joker it's the Batman but it's just Joker Joker was grim I don't remember Batman v Superman oh uh, vaguely (laughs) Uh, and then we obviously watched the Justice League yeah Uh, did we do an episode on that I can't I didn't mind Ben Affleck at all as the Batman by the way Um, I thought he was great so yeah, I I'm not into like dark Batman, so I'm. This is dark Batman. This, this is dark this Batman. is unashamedly dark and dark. <laughs> Have you seen the trailers? No. No, I mean this is not. I don't think this is going to be your bag. With Robert Patterson, the, like how dark could he go? What you can see? Have you have you seen how his look in this? He's like a, a, a depressed emo. No, I haven't seen it. He's no. got his hair smushed back. <laughs> he looks so depressed. I'm looking he's forward got, to he's seeing it. He's got eye makeup like smeared down his like face. I feel like as an actor though he he's brilliant. He, that's, he's no like he's a brilliant. Actor. He's no Joaquin Phoenix like this isn't going to be like get out of town. I Robert mean, Pattinson is is one of the greatest. 
I'm, um, modern actors. No, you've cut me off. I'm not saying he's a bad oh, actor. Right, I'm sorry. saying I don't think he's or like he's not going to do like Joaquin Phoenix or like like R.I.P. Heath Ledger. He's not going to be one of those actors who throws himself so disturbingly into a role that the output's quite disturbing. Like that's not what I'm anticipating. Do you from mean this. Jared Leto? No, I just when you're talking about Joaquin Phoenix. No, I just mean all those the one, actors. He's who, the one who went fucking mental. <laughs> I just mean all on, those on actors set. who go too heavy in the Batman movies. I just uh, okay. don't see that from Robert Pattinson, <clears throat> and I hope not anyway. Okay. Are you excited for it? I well, I'm just really interested in your perspective on all of this. <laughs> um, no, I'm not a normal person who's I'm, not into dark Batman. I'm not movies. excited either. I'm so I feel like people are switching off now. People <laughs> are like, "Sorry, guys, I'm like this is not my bag either." This. Um, I actually really I've, I think the Christopher Nolan movies are excellent uh, unlike you I thought I remember very vividly watching Batman Begins in the cinema and in Cork as a young man and just thinking my my mind was blown I thought this was amazing I thought it was the first time I thought like you can you, you can <clears throat> you can make a superhero movie that isn't you know silly and can take itself seriously which and is I not what like, Kathy likes where are the bat nipples um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where is Alicia Silverstone I think over time I think um, and I'm a big fan of those movies but I think and what I'm not a fan of is the sort of cultural response to the Christopher Nolan movies they get sort of like I don't know put on this pedestal they're revered to the point of like zealotry it's like a religion for a, for a lot of the online fandom and I think that's weird and I don't like it and I don't like the influence that that had left on this sort of template which DC used for a lot of its movies with Zack Snyder this sort of just everything should be dark and gritty and I don't like and how there's no colour in the movie and how it was applied to Superman felt really wrong to me so uh, so really <laughs> that's why um, a roundabout way of saying I'm not really pumped for more dark gritty because this looks even more dark and gritty than that I'm like how fucking dark and gritty do I do I need this right now and I'm a, um, you know and I kind of prefer popcorn pop culturally silly the sort of stuff Marvel's giving so that's where I'm at so I think this movie's going to have to work a little hard to win me over but like any movie we go to I want to go in and be entertained and I want to love it so I I'm do as well so hoping high hopes and I do know that my two younger sisters are like massive Orpats heads and so they're going to see this movie just because they fancy him so I think you're going to get a lot of twihards going in just to watch Robert Pattinson which is hilarious I mean that <laughs> but like but, but sorry Robert Pattinson I, I, it frustrates me he's had such a varied and interesting indie career since Twilight ended more than 10 years ago everyone <laughs> like can did, is, it, is it just in people's heads that it was just like he did Twilight and now he's Batman no it's I'm like, saying if you were a Twilight you will come for this movie yeah I suppose yeah um, anyway let, we better head in um, yeah, we, we will we talk, talk to you on the other side we um, don't normally talk this long before we see a movie it's just Batman is, there's so much Batman of it Batman needs more <laughs> more um, right The Cinemile sees The Batman we'll see you very shortly on the other side <laughs> fear is a tool but when that light hits the sky it's not just a call it's a warning Riddler's the match. 
can take care of myself. If this continues, it won't be long before you've nothing left. I don't care what happens to me. It's only gonna get worse for you. Whoa, take it easy, sweetheart. Hear everything they say, ain't you? Maybe we're not so different. Who are you under there? I'm vengeance. Okay, hi, welcome back. We've seen the Batman. We forgot to mention the running time, and we, for listeners of this podcast, long-time listeners, you know we're not fans of long running times and the average running time of a movie going well past the advised 90-minute mark, <laughs> which is historically the ideal optimal length for a movie. So this movie's twice that. It's three hours. Um, is it? Yeah, it's three hours. I actually didn't think it felt three hours. Well, long. me neither, because yeah. I bloody loved it. It was brilliant, <laughs> I really and I and I well. enjoyed it all. Uh, so I'm delighted to report that all my my feelings and fears were proven um, un, un, unwarranted very early on. I just sat back and I was just like, I really like a vibe with this movie. Yeah, I, think it was, same. I thought it was. But I think I you need to like loved it. knowing it was going to be long, though I hadn't realised that long. We did go to an early screening. Like I certainly wouldn't recommend going to this at half eight at night. No, you wouldn't be out till the next morning. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, I really enjoyed it, and I. I so sorry. Before, before, happy before you get movie. into your thoughts, for, yeah. the, for all the new listeners, if it's your first time here, there's no spoilers for the Batman uh, yet. But we'll turn onto spoiler streets shortly and warn you when we'll start to get into that. Yeah, so, we'll Kathy, what did uh, what did you think? Okay, so just like total overall impressions, no spoilers. I had I have a lot of time for this movie. I really enjoyed emo batman <laughs> he looked like a character of an emo kid like the long longish black hair uh, so i enjoyed all that um i really what i liked about this movie is that there was like a genuinely good story and a good mystery which you yeah. don't often get in superhero movies i would say like you don't often get like a mystery and like decent clues and stuff and um, so that kind of kept me going um i enjoyed the tone while yes it was kind of like a quote-unquote dark b- uh, black uh, like black screen and Batman but in reality while it looked dark actually I didn't find the tone that dark and I certainly didn't find it hopeless which is how I found other movies such as yes, Joker yes quite, quite the opposite there's hope in this in movie fact, yeah. Yeah. And, and I gotta say th- uh, uh, thematically I thought there's a, there's a lot to unpick here I yeah. really really admired the screenplay yeah I, I enjoyed all that um, I enjoyed Robert Pattinson I think he is a really interesting take on the Batman um, and what I really liked about it was the visuals like there's loads of cool stuff with like yeah. sunsets and lens flares so like we mentioned earlier that like sometimes I can say like the Zack Snyder movies they're just like it's so dark and like boring like almost boring to look at this like, but like color drained palette. and washed out yeah, yeah there's but no colour like, beautiful like there's oranges and red oh my god the use of red in this movie it is looked awesome striking. and there's like yeah. <laughs> really cool shot with like a silhouette in front of flames that I love um, and then just my last other point I wanted to say is that I really loved the score. Oh, so good. I thought good. it was gorgeous. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, do you know what? I really like this movie. Now, of course, you could have shaved 20 minutes off it, like, without a doubt. But yeah, Dave, your thoughts? Yeah, oh, oh my God. Like, I, I totally agree. All of the above. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, the I loved that it was, from the beginning, it was a detective movie, right? Which yeah. is uh, Which is an aspect of Batman that... Um, often gets sidelined or overlooked or doesn't get elevated that he's you know he was um, 
originally introduced in, you know, DC stands for Detective Comics, by the way. I did not know that. That's how it started. Um, Because that was a very popular genre in whatever the early 20th century. And the... uh, Batman is labelled the world's greatest detective. Is he? I have never heard that name. See? But that's because... By whom? That's because he became this sort of... um, I don't know. He just became this sort of... uh, like even in the Adam West days, it was more about the the, the fights and the pows and the bangs. And Obviously, the, Adam West the best Batman. Naturally, um, but but for me, I love that this was a detective film first um, and an action film second. And I think there are quite few action scenes in it. And I think for um, and I think it really worked in in, in its favor. Um, I loved the I loved the whole like setting that style from the very beginning. That noir voiceover, like it's a film noir more than anything, by way of like. David Fincher and Seth, and I'm sure like it's been a few weeks since this is out and we don't read we try not to read anything we don't read reviews to influence our own uh, opinions and thoughts but I'm sure this has been written a thousand times over but I thought there was a lot of Seven the movie Seven in here sometimes a bit too much oh. I'll talk in spoilers there who was, directed this? Uh, Matt Reeves oh. um, it was a I think a really good director I think he did an amazing job here uh, he did like uh, what do you, Cloverfield and he did the, the adaptation of a uh, let the right one in okay, for American audiences I let, forgot to talk about him it's called like let, let me in or something or one other thing I'm that outside, I really enjoyed um, in, is her name door. who's the actress again uh, Zoe Kravitz Zoe Kravitz yeah she's great thought she was great I'd say what? she kind of stole I'd say she stole the lead to be honest um, and I love that she kind of looked a bit like Halle Berry's Catwoman as well um, but she, I thought, she, which is a movie we forgot to mention and I haven't seen so I can't pass comments on it I've seen that and it's not good um, the <laughs> What, yeah, I thought what she was really good at is she sold like the athleticism of um, Catwoman, right? The, I totally the, believed her. The reflexes yeah. and the, the the agility. I thought she, I believed she was doing all that stuff. But she's such a strong character and personality in the movie. Like she's got much more of a personality than Bruce Wayne or Batman, you know, who are pretty lifeless. But actually, but I liked that. I liked how withdrawn. Let's talk about him for a second. What he did, because I think he did a great job in this film, and I think it's. Um, it's subtle, I think, mostly what it, which you don't often get with Batman. Right? I much more I enjoyed his very... performance than, um, like, a hundred times more than uh, who's Batman Returns again? Who's Batman? Michael Keaton? No, who's Dark Knight? Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale. I hate his performance as Batman. Like, it's one of my most reviled performances. Well, well in the film. it's 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 something that's easily ridiculed. What he did with the voice, and I think that uh, there's an there's, there's a brilliant thing on um, YouTube about the sound design of this movie with Matt Reeves and all the um, um, the the sound designers, and they said they didn't modify Robert Pattinson's voice in any way, but he just kind of got it right. But I think he he's certainly his voice is not silly at all. I think the way he plays Bruce Wayne is really interesting. It's it's kind of very withdrawn. It's somebody who's it, you know, you relate it to the Christian Bale Batman, but like what he there's a there's a great moment in um, uh, I think it's the Dark Knight um, when or Batman Begins when he uh, you know Alfred Michael Caine tells him that you need Bruce Wayne needs to be out there and be seen partying and you need to present that as a front to sort of uh, dissuade anyone from linking it to Batman. But like this is someone who like. There's scenes in this movie where Bruce Wayne's not even comfortable going to meetings. Like, he hasn't been seen in years. He doesn't look comfortable outside. He doesn't feel comfortable in the Bruce Wayne skin. It's like he's given himself entirely over to Batman. He's just I think, like, I enjoy as well, though, that you do get a sense of the movie's acknowledging that's a bit like, oh, poor little rich boy Bruce. Like, well, it's sad for you that you are a billionaire. 
we'll talk about that <laughs> in um, like we'll talk I, about that in spoilers because he is also like a self-entitled like he, he's also like someone who doesn't have a job and just lives off his parents wealth and he's like way too old to be doing that and this movie like Joker and like a lot of movies nowadays is you know we'll talk about it in spoilers but it is kind of trying to tackle class um, yeah. diversity and class and, I think um, they did that well and I do and, and, and sort of he, and he good. has to tackle his own legacy and his own feelings towards that and I, th- I think quite an interesting way and I also love actually plot. how they tackle you know the way like I meant to say it as before we went in like if they showed a pearl necklace dropping to the floor I'm out like I'm <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. walking out of the cinema and we can confirm they didn't this is, there's none of that um, <laughs> but how they touch on his past and reconcile you know the history of his parents which is always something that like weighs heavily on Batman I thought they did a really good job again no spoilers but I I, th- I appreciated all the takes I have to say like and it this movie felt fresh and it, exactly and it didn't feel fan servicey either like it didn't feel it felt like a really good blend why don't we talk about the cast for a minute because I thought everyone was Brilliantly cast. I like. I like. I loved um, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. I thought Jeffrey Wright was great as um, Lieutenant Gordon. Right in an early um, iteration of him, he's got a really substantial role in this. He's in everything <clears throat> now. I can never get enough Jeffrey Wright. I mean, he's he just so adds uh, that pathos to everything. Yeah, I thought it? he was really good. Um, Colin Farrell, um, you know, got a lot of publicity for his whatever, putting on a load of prosthetics and being the penguin. Can I just say that um, I spent the whole movie not knowing that that was Colin Farrell? How did you know so little about this movie because going in? Because I remember remarkable. reading years ago that he'd been cast, right? Yeah. So I, that I knew that. But then I'd forgotten. Just forgot. And then I was watching the movie and I was like, I know that's someone famous I mean, covered he, in prosthetics. I thought it was Robert De Niro for a minute. Like, he's unrecognizable. Is it just well, a that's what I was going to say. It's just a Robert De Niro impression. Like, I, we were, we watched The Untouchables recently and it's just Robert De Niro doing Al Capone. That's what I was getting and confused by, I think, because we just watched that. So obviously, for he's me, a lot younger in For that. me, it was kind of like, it was fine. By the way, it we was, love Colin Farrell. Like, we oh, love Colin him. Farrell is also yeah. one of today's greatest living yeah. actors and has an, and just like Robert Pattinson, has an amazing and interesting and varied body of work behind him, which is just like, just like, like the lobster I'll always come back to yeah, love the but, like, but what's the point but Robert, what, what's, what's the, he doing here I just felt point? like he again he's just, yeah, it's just like a generic ga- um, gangster impression but what's the I didn't point think it was very interesting Colin I thought, Firth in your movie Colin, Sorry, Firth, Colin Firth would be good Colin it was, actually, it was actually no no not many people know this but it was Colin Firth was act- actually playing Colin Farrell playing the penguin <laughs> there's a lot of layers to it <laughs> no what I'm saying is that <laughs> but what's Colin, the point in getting Colin Farrell in your movie if me and I Irish woman with a massive crush on Colin Farrell doesn't recognise him <laughs> well, and exactly. I thought it was Robert De Niro you may as well get like um, a really good character actor just like aside from the star value because obviously Colin Farrell can do it but like give it to Stephen Graham who's also played Al Capone and is one of like Britain's most amazing actors and does all that gangster shit and is, is like I don't know give well, it- how about make the penguin a woman that would have been interesting my biggest flaw with this movie is how male dominated it was like fine we've got Zoe Kravitz she's amazing I'd say she's the star of the film but that's it right and like that really bothered me I was like why is it all men on screen there's no reason the Riddler had to be a man there's no reason the Penguin had to be a man there's no reason Commissioner Gordon had to be a man there's no reason all the politicians we meet have to be men and about it just this. felt not very much, heavily male not much of a Bechdel test in here is there oh um, there's, no, there's, no, there's no Bechdel test but like 
but beyond that there's just no women in the movie and like that again with the penguin I was like you know fine, like this isn't even Colin Farrell why bother yeah, I just don't think they, I don't think what they did with the penguin was particularly interesting I think what they did with he did um, waddle at one point though I enjoyed when that he was quiet. that was a bit on the nose I thought <laughs> I thought that was um, the, I really liked what they did with the the Riddler I think it's very jigsaw and uh, and seven as we've said earlier I thought Paul Dano is all always amazing um, actually my little sister said that she thought it was a bit like Saw <laughs> it's very like Saw <laughs> I didn't get that um, like, I, there's nothing incredibly original in this movie, but what it does is it brings together all its influences really well and just a very entertaining package. But, like, at um, the end of the day, let's be honest with ourselves, like, we enjoyed this movie. It's entertaining. I had fun. But, like, we've still got a white rich dude at the centre of it. We've still got an all-male cast, and we're still not pushing any envelopes. Like, it's just a better version, and to me, a more compelling version of the same old Batman stuff. Yeah. But then, but then it, I mean, look... Ultimately, that's all they can do with these old properties is no, try and not. push them along and make them a bit more different. They can completely recast and refresh it if they wanted. They didn't. <coughs> no, they like, didn't. Robert okay, Pattinson fine, didn't is like, he's still a rich white dude at the end of the day, playing Bruce. I know, but as we said earlier, I think the movie's at least trying to tackle uh, the inherent problems with class and the corruption that can result as... Uh, with when money is running a system, right? Well, I do enjoy... Um, no, actually, we'll get to it in Spoiler Street, but there was something I want to talk about with like, the Bruce Wayne Foundation that I found really interesting. Or not the Bruce Wayne, what's the dad called? Uh, something Wayne. <laughs> um, Mr. Wayne Foundation. What, uh, one last person I think we should talk about before we get onto spoilers is uh, John Turturro, who shows oh up. In the, I didn't know he was in this. Uh, you love him! He plays Carmine Falcone, who's another... Uh, mobster gangster Another male type. gangster. But a bit more interesting. See, I felt like he's more interesting casting than than Colin Farrell putting on a fat suit and doing a Robert De Niro impression. Because Colin Farrell should have been Penguin just as himself. That would have been more interesting. Yeah, ex- that would have like been more interesting. they tried to make him look exactly. like Danny DeVito or something. Exactly. Um, so Danny DeVito is the quintessential and best John Penguin. John Turturro, um, it was like, hard for both of us uh, to watch this because we're watching Severance on Apple TV at the moment, which, he is, which you should all watch. And he's in playing in like the in completely opposite end of the spectrum character. Because well, he's so got it such, was hard something to, about him. He's got such warm eyes, and he's, he comes across so nicely that even in this movie, I couldn't help but, but that, like him. But that, it's no, but, but that's why it was in really interesting casting because he there was there was that conflict he presents as re- and he's presenting as a nice guy in this movie or trying to which makes it somehow more sinister yeah I thought he was really good in this and really sinister yeah but anyway should we um, anyway I, I loved I loved the the music I loved the, uh, the the way it looked I loved all the cast I loved the, the plot it is too long I thought the third act uh, there was drag. a point where yeah I was just like this is uh, I don't really need this action scene now um, but on the whole, I thought it was just absolutely brilliant. I loved it. So will we uh, t- go into some spoilers then? Yeah. So spoiler street for the Batman. Uh, before we get to spoilers, though, uh, let's do a quick thank you to some of our new patrons over on our Patreon page. Uh, so a big thank you to Claire Wilson, to Ahmed Gumri, to uh, Sequoia Hearn, uh, to Jim Bell, and to Sean Power. And sorry if I got any of your names wrong, which I more than likely did. Thank you guys for uh, subscribing. Um, and we actually just watched uh, for our latest retro movie North by Northwest yeah we really enjoyed that yeah. so that episode's up there now you if you want there. to uh, join join their ranks go to patreon.com forward slash the cinemile so we do a retro movie every month that you guys get to vote on and we do a lot of uh, TV reviews yeah as well, we're just so. about to record a Sever interview actually because yeah. we're obsessed with <clears> it's so good okay um, so spoilers now for 
the bad man specifically the bit I was talking about with the um, the seven bit Is, do, you me- do you remember the movie seven much? I just remember the ending really I've seen or I've seen it a lot there's a whole uh, spoilers for seven I guess minor spoilers does anyone like surely everyone's seen seven I wouldn't spoil seven no I'm not, I mean, okay, I- I'm not going to spoil it but there's a scene where they go into the killer's apartment in seven which is just beat for beat the same scene here like they find journals where he's been um, writing about his malaise of human society it's like the exact <laughs> same thing and it's followed by a scene where the 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 killer turns themselves in um, so it was like it was very very seven and very very jigsaw um, and then the look of it was just very David Fincher as well which is all fine I guess I mean it's just all but it's just felt like a little too it slipped into like homage to just like almost remake at that point I was just well, like, what the if seven? Well, character, Batman? we've seen him a lot, right? What I think was, a, and he's blatantly like a terrifying, like incel, some some sort of terrorist. But what was interesting to me about Riddler that I haven't seen as much, maybe, or if I have, I can't remember, is and when we talked about like the Wayne Foundation, what I found fascinating, it was like so right before Bruce Wayne's dad was killed, he played something like was it Force Thomas Wayne? Wayne? Is that it? I don't know. I think it is something like. I'm going to call him Mr. Wayne Sr. Pledged something like, was it $40 million? In what would have been the early 90s for charitable uh, work just in the city of Gotham. And then died. And then it appears that, like, you know, charities have boards, right? It appears that there's no one responsible for this charity or the funds. There seems to be no board. It seems like all the gangsters in Gotham subsequently just got their hands on this money... And therefore, all the orphanages, um, the Riddler included, all the orphans had to live 30 in a room with rats crawling over them. So that was all a bit dramatic. But at the same time, I really liked the scene where Paul Dano, who I'm obsessed with and love. Apparently it's Dano. He, or Paul Dano. Dano just found out recently. Where he was saying to Robert Pattinson, like, you know, I had rats crawling over me, like, you poor little rich kid up in your ivory tower. And yeah. it was like, yeah, like, you kind of want to say to Bruce Wayne, like, cop on, like. Could you be in any way grateful for the life you have and the money you have? And I really love the undoing of his reverence for his father, uh, Mr. Wayne Sr. I just thought that was all really interesting because we, we always think of like Batman's parents. It's like, oh, poor them, they were this perfect couple. And what was really weird about it, though, was that it seemed like the dad did all these this wrong, this bad stuff to protect the mother's reputation because the mother had been in some form of mental institution and I thought that was all very interesting because there's no shame in being in a mental institution. Would you really go co- get a journalist killed for threatening to expose that about your wife when it's like, well, yeah, she was there. Well, according to what was like, what was Alfred, going on there? According to Alfred, who was, I thought, brilliantly done by Andy Serkis, he was saying he was um, the father was doing it not to protect their reputation. He was doing it to protect her and his wife. So obviously, the wife didn't want any of that out in the open. But, but also, like he really wasn't. Extreme lengths to go to. No, he didn't intend to get the man killed. That's he sent what a was mobster clear. after him to like brutalize Well, I mean, Come yes, on, clearly like. he should have connected some dots there. Do you ever think out. that Andy Serkis is like way hotter than you'd expect him to be? Like in my head, I think of Gollum, and then I'm watching him in this movie. I'm like, he's kind of attractive, and then I felt really weird about that. Yeah, it's almost like he's not actually Gollum, <laughs> and that was a 
CG creation. I just didn't know that he acted as like a normal person. I thought he just. You thought he was Gollum all the no, time. No, I thought he was just always. You thought he was just always Gollum. No, I thought. And he they was... captured that. They were like, "You're perfect for Gollum because you're just Gollum." So no, could I you just come was... in and be yourself? For I thought the Lord he was of the always Lord? on blue screen, like doing that kind of stuff because he's so good at it. I well, didn't he's know. very famous for that, but I he's didn't also know he acted normally. He's very talented. He's a director as well. I'm not suggesting he's untalented. I'm saying he's hot and unexpectedly hot in this Shut up, Dave. I'm just saying he's absolutely attractive as all. Um, yeah, I sure. enjoyed the way he was kind of like. He's pretty hot. He's Bruce's dad or whatever, and I really like the scene their relationship. where he answers the phone, or where Bruce was ringing the phone, and then there's like the explosion, and yeah, then he. Although, turned, that was if you fun. open a letter and it's and and there's something within it which says fireproof. You fucking run immediately. He don't keep turning the things over and butler. opening the card. His it's duty like... is to opening mail <laughs> and keeping the house tidy. <laughs> uh, I enjoyed all the... Um, <coughs> what I enjoyed about this movie is that the Batman movies so often focus so much on Batman's gadgets and like his cars and all that kind of stuff, which I feel really boring. And I felt like this movie kind of skipped over all that stuff. Yeah. And I was glad of it. I, 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 liked, I liked how simplistic it all was as well. I really liked uh, the Batmobile chase the whole chase scene was excellent and um, i liked that it was just done as a normal car chase there was no like mad hijinks like you just say like you'd always often get the batmobile like sprays oil slicks and has like things coming <laughs> out the side of it it was just a car but they made it seem like really scary it was almost like a monster revealed in the alleyway do you remember when he like and the end turns on the engine but that car chase was like something you'd get that in like class. like ronin or a classic sort of movie it was just like it was just like a high-speed highway car chase. And I loved all the shots with, like... They used rain very effectively in this movie. Yeah. On that, like, I thought they're, just having rain on that highway made it seem so much more dangerous and treacherous. Um, it was, like, and I'm not one for car chases. I really enjoyed it. I loved oh, it the so scenes good. in the kind of club slash brothel, whatever was done on there. I loved all the scenes in that club. Yeah, it was from, like, slimy. Zoe's, but the Zoe, aesthetic was so good. I loved Zoe Kravitz putting, like, the contact lenses in and, like... Robert Pattinson like being the voice in her hair and her going through like all that was really fun and she finds like the DA or whoever and he's putting like the drops in his eyes and like Robert Pattinson's really shocked because he didn't know how corrupt Gotham was and like that's always the underpinning of any of these things is how corrupt Gotham is but I enjoyed all them kind of how she knew it all already but like he needed to see it to believe it so I thought all that stuff was really fun I love when he broke in and like all the lights turned off I love when she like got vengeance on her dad that was a good twist yeah and that was really good you just, and then he tried to it was only when he went to strangle his own daughter and I realised he'd also strangled her mother that I was like okay he is really a bad guy because the way he plays it that's the point so when human. you realise he was a bad guy well before that you're like well he's kind of a nice gangster <laughs> and then you're like oh no he's awful you said the word vengeance there and I think that's like the most important bit vengeance. here yeah because he start, that's his line right at the beginning I am vengeance but what I really liked because it's hard to give Batman a character arc Really, because he's Batman, right? He's just like, he's always Batman. But what I liked about this is that they they deliberately set him as like, you know, they say in the opening voiceover, I've been doing this for two years, right? So this is, and this um, movie, I think, is heavily influenced by a book called Year One, which I've read, which is a really good Batman book about, like, his first year doing it. Yeah, but it's not um, like, all right, Bruce, you're about 35. You started this two years ago. What else have you done with your life? Like, you clearly have no friends. You've well, never had a job. If we're to, to judging by the Christopher Nolan movies, he spent a lot of time in like in a, a Himalayan prison. <laughs> um, the um, but yeah. So at, so at the beginning of this, he's um, the, he's established. I thought that whole opening with like 
how uh, it's so good that montage with all these criminals doing crimes throughout Gotham and they're they're scared of the shadows because they see the bat signal in the air but he says it's a big city I can only be in one place at once I love that idea he's created you know and, and the Nolan movies deal with the the concept of fear very well as well but he's he's created that that's his aim is to make criminals afraid it's not about just beating up and stopping all criminals because that's impossible but his line is I am vengeance and that's what he's out for and he's not Bruce Wayne anymore he's just consumed by this vengeance and they kind of overlap that with um, Selina uh, Zoe Kravitz's plots because she's also out for vengeance for what happened to her, yeah. her girlfriend for like, what happened to her mother and ultimately she's doing it the comes, hard graph for to get this like he's just mooning around with all his money in his back cave but they're but they're but they're both have the same goal and ultimately he prevents her from enacting her vengeance through violence because I like that he's a non-violent Batman and I think a lot a lot of people not not, not sorry not no he's very violent he doesn't kill people um, which was a problem with the Zack Snyder one that a lot of people had, and so did I. But I the think um, I recall you being very upset by but, it. But the the this is the this is sorry. Back to my point. This is Batman's character arc for this movie, which I thought was really good. It's it. He's he changes he changes his stance from being about fear and vengeance to be to, to discovering at the end that he he's a beacon of hope. He can be a beacon of hope, and they literally. Symbolise that with a beacon. Yeah, but can I say <laughs> when, I found that there's a whole sequence that I found ridiculous here, right? Where like the, the whole flood in the stadium. Like, yeah. So sorry, you set off eight trucks well. of of whatever dynamite, and then you get all your like incel mates in to be snipers, and then and then somehow and I didn't and understand then what? the geography. What was his plan? So then he blows up the six vans or the eight vans, and suddenly the whole of Gotham is flooded, and then there's like one place where they'd all go, and then Batman just like. I just find all of that when I say they could have cut 20 minutes I meant this whole thing yeah I, I'm the same I was kind of checked like, out for a lot of this I was really I bored I felt like the movie felt like it needed to have a huge epic finale an action scene and it didn't I actually was would have been happy if it had ended after the Riddler had been sort of stopped and to turn himself in and maybe a little sort of personal state but anyway look that's I like when she rescued but him it was making me think of the prison stuff was fun of that video game you used to play Arkham Prison oh the um, Arkham Asylum games yeah. yeah they're so good but the um, and, and this I think this movie owes a bit to that as well the way the fight scenes are choreographed and that I like love the games. very end though when Paul Dano made friends with was it the Joker in prison yeah, that's that was fun. Definitely the Joker. I just feel like but, though we don't need the Joker. Like he's had a load of movies. Like he's uh, had yeah, his iconic park, performance. Charlie shows terrifying performance, and Joaquin Phoenix is like completely over the top, um, disturbing performance. Yeah, like, we don't like. Park the, it, park I just it. think there's enough. There's enough villains in the. Give us Nicholas. Give us Nicholas Cage as Egghead, <laughs> which is what he has publicly <laughs> petitioned for at South by Southwest. Have a look at it. There's a video online of him being interviewed. He says, "I haven't seen this Batman movie yet, but I have a message to Matt Reeves. I want to play Egghead from who I was watching on the Adam West series. I've got a particular take on him. I've got it all worked out. Oh my god, that'd be so amazing. please make that happen. Can we say um, Joe, Zoe Kravitz is like? I love how subtle her Catwoman was. I, Except for the nails, which were not subtle. And how does she do typing on keyboards with those nails? <laughs> well, she's not an administrator, so she probably doesn't need to. Um, she was doing a lot of typing, a lot of clickety-clackening. Was she? But I enjoyed the, the subtle, like... Because I love Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. I, as I said, I haven't seen the Halle Berry movie. But I, which is the opposite of something. I really like this take on it as well. Like, I think that was a really good take. And I like just what... I think it's only mentioned once. She says, oh, we can be a team, like the cat and the bat. And I thought they had good chemistry... 
and I really liked the sequence did. where she went off on the motorbike and he just like rode along with her and then they went their separate roads I, like, I thought that was really romantic I that as well yeah. because it was it really co- beautiful but it was also symbolising she um, uh, it was symbolising this new road for Batman again this you know he's going off on a new path that she is not willing to follow she's more hardcore and more vengeance oriented well no I didn't get that actually I thought it was that she's like my work here is done I'm leaving Gotham and I'm starting a new life oh, whereas yeah. it's not a new path for him he's like I'm going to stay in Gotham and spend my whole life on this futile mission of trying to clean up this horrible city I just she lo- was I, getting the better gig there I actually lo- I still love that and as much as the stadium thing was a bit uh, overdrawn but they when I he loved, had the like light and he was guiding them through the water I was like they don't need you it's really light in this room no but f- fine but like that for me I thought there was really powerful image that him striking up that red beacon and Batman and the way it was framed is beautifully done and I thought just that I, I thought it was really like powerful the news footage of Batman carrying out children from a from a wreckage and that like, that reminded me of the best sort of ideas of Superman and there's a moment even in the Batman v Superman movie which I really like about like Superman trying to tackle with this idea of him as this sort of messiah figure or this hopeful figure and all these people reaching up to him but like that's a really important component to superheroes as an idea and as modern mythological icons they're very much about hope and inspiration and I like that they finish the movie with Batman realising that about himself and the power of his own symbolism I like symbolism. that too it was really nice yeah. um, kind of 180 for the character where do you I presume they're going to make another movie with him I, I presume think this so, is really yeah. profitable I think so. I don't know if it was intended. I, th- I believe it was originally intended to just be kind of a, like a one-off. It could work either, either or. To be honest, yeah. a, lo- a large part of it will come down to like if Robert Pattinson can be arts doing it again. Because I know actors always say that these things are like pretty painful. I think to I shoot. read the other day. Like, we're, don't, guys, don't come here for film news because yeah. we don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> but I think I half read the other day. There's going to be a sequel. The, the one last thing I want to talk about was. Um, the sound design in this movie, I thought, was incredibly yeah, effective. It was. The the what the what just what they did uh, with Batman's boots, right? So the Foley mixer, hats off to you, sir or madam. The way the, the his boots sounded as he would like emerge from the shadows, and they use that quite a lot in this movie. That was really cool. And there the whole. Um, funeral scene which oh, I thought I love was the amazing um, and I love when actually Bruce Wayne shows up and he's so gawkish and awkward yeah that's what I mean he that's doesn't how... he's not good at being Bruce Wayne you mean Bruce Wayne isn't good at being Bruce, Bruce Wayne Bruce Wayne isn't good at being Bruce no, Wayne no I enjoyed yeah. that new take on Bruce Wayne but also like at the end of the day he could be a party boy if he wanted because when he showed up to that club they let him in instantly if you're a known local billionaire you're getting in the club like <laughs> yep, no, fair enough. But but the, the he's such an emo. I love his emo hair. The funeral scene was so remarkably tense, and like hats off to Matt Reeves for just like creating that tension. And again, the sound design was used so well. I loved that whole bit where they are. There's something happening outside the church, and you can hear it from a distance, but nobody knows what's happening, right? And the, all the sound that leads up to that. And the, uh, the echoes Everyone of the church. Everyone knows something bad's going to happen, but what? Can I ask you a question as the comic book expert? Michael Giacchino's score is so good. They score so I'm, good. But I'm not a comic book expert. As the comic book Dave expert. Dave O'Neill is duo. our comic book expert. He's a listener. He'll, he, he will come in I'm to answer. I'm saying in this duo. Yeah. Is the Ben Affleck one just over? Like, is that whole Batman v Superman, that whole lot of them, including the Superman and, and Wonder Woman and everyone, are they finished? Or are these going to live no, side by side? They're kind of going to Are they going to cross over? They kind of Well, it's all a bit of a mess, isn't it? They're all going to they're all going to I don't think Ben Affleck is coming back or intends to come back. Um 
but because I think wasn't there, and I'm not spoiling the Justice League. But at the end of the Justice League, they tease something that for future potential Batman or Superman or Wonder Woman movies that this movie has nothing to do with. Well, I would say no- I guess this could be Ben Affleck's prequel theoretically. I so yeah, that that was set later. Yeah, maybe and. Um, who knows? Anything can happen. I mean, they, they're still making those movies. Like, Aquaman 2 is coming out, although they've just moved it to next year. It's confusing Aquaman enough is coming out. Already... The, Fla- the Flash 2 is... The Flash, sorry, is coming out with a movie. And also, The Flash, like the Doctor Strange movie in, in the multiverse, is going to deal with a multiverse. And Michael Keaton has been confirmed to come back as Batman. Right, okay, so that might explain it. Because I think the multiverse so, is a really good get-out-of-jail clause at this point. Well, isn't There's so it? Because then TV you can have... And movies, they're like, all Batman. It's very confusing, do you know what I mean? Now, I can't imagine, like, the great crack that was the last Spider-Man movie happening if you'd, like, Christian Bale and <laughs> Ben Affleck <laughs> in a room. What a laugh they'd all have. <laughs> uh, anyway, we need to go, but that was really fun to watch and really fun to talk about. Yeah, I'm delighted it. we saw it. Um, and I'd love to know what all you guys thought about it. Message us on... The Cinemile, we're on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or we're at cinemile at gmail.com. Yes. And, uh, yeah. And leave us a review if you've got a chance. Please. Pop onto your podcast yeah. app and uh, that really helps us yeah, out. Yeah, really, especially if you go onto Apple uh, Podcasts or onto Spotify. We greatly appreciate review there. And head over to Patreon where we're going to talk about loads and loads of new TV shows this month, including, as we mentioned already, Severance, with The Dropout, um and yeah loads of TV at the moment I've just gone blank but we're watching loads of good stuff and of course our next one's movie poll is ready to be voted on again Um, so talk to you all soon bye thanks for listening ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.